Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? I'm R to the Edgy. I thought you almost forgot the name of the show. I'm Nick Stop Jew. It. <laughs> and we are backpack, backpack, back again. <laughs> Jan, you're safe. How about um, Jada just posted a picture talking about family? And I was like, oh, it's Crystal, it's Heidi, it's Jada. And then Jan was in it. And I was like, well, I don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) Because she do too much? I mean, I don't know her. But she, and also she's giving, category is delusional. Ooh, there's a lot of delusion. Listen, convince yourself. (laughs) I'll just say that Jan's not one of my faves, but a pretty queen. Um, the beat was always sickening. I will never deny. Yeah, you do always say that. I will never deny the face was beat. But that's about where it ends for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's, she sings notes. And does. And does. She sings notes, which, you know, God bless America. Right. Land that I love. Uh, hit my theme music. Hit my theme music. There's no man, no gunners, no gunners, no sense. Um, how the fuck are we going on year three? No. Of a pandemonium. No. And like, we really don't have any help. <laughs> okay, so this, like, okay, I got COVID fine you did oh my god that's so terrible and nobody from like the government contacted me <laughs> not from the government <laughs> and I, I you know i don't have um dreams of living in like a fascist state but like if somebody, i mean we were living in one for four years truth i mean if somebody could have like rang my telephone and maybe made sure i didn't go around people by providing no. me with medicine and, and food and things. And like, I'm fortunate enough to live in a major metropolitan area where I could have all those things delivered to my door so I didn't have to go out and endanger the public. But imagine if I wasn't living in such immense privilege that I could afford to have the luxury of things being brought to my door and actually had to like go to work or whatever with the coronavirus. I mean, Poughkeepsie really, like Poughkeepsie, New York City, I would maybe say like LA and San Francisco, but I also was sleeping with Omarion for <laughs> ten, 10 days with like no nothing. No like Nobody guidance. Like it would have been cute if somebody sent me a text like, hey girl, heard you got COVID. Right. Here's a, a cute little listicle of things to help you. Also, don't go outside. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. If we'll, you need something, press this button. Right. We'll bring we'll, you a little soup. Here's they a got form. drone strikes in motherfucking Iran and Afghanistan. They can't drone me some motherfucking tissue. Right. Like the little Amazon robot couldn't have rolled up with something. Okay. I live in the motherfucking technology capital of the fucking universe and nothing. <laughs> nothing. And so I read this thread on Twitter. This woman in New York City said that she was contacted by like a contact tracer to get all of her information. Um, it was whatever service it was. They did everything. They called. They they set her up with a contact tracing thing so that she didn't have to call or email every place that she'd been. They did it for her. They That is great. They <laughs> offered her like medicine, food delivery. They offered her a chance to um, isolate in a hotel and it was like all free of charge. Yes, now I will say that's one of the things New York has been doing better than the rest of the country for a very long time and I think it's for a couple of reasons, namely because we it is the, the most densely populated city in the country right. and it hit New York so hard last time. year. Yeah. But they're like, if you have COVID and you don't want to give it to your roommates, like call 311, we'll put you up in a hotel. Now right. it's not going to be the Four Seasons. But it ain't going to be, you know, you know, a Roach Motel. 
Exactly. And the girl said uh, it was that the offerings were really nice for the hotels. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's also because like to, like tourists aren't exactly coming. who the fuck is staying in the hotels right now. You people, niggas with COVID. Um. So like in our nation's capital, in this raggedy motherfucker, <laughs> I didn't get shit, bro. They didn't even tell me what variant I had. It was just like you got that shit. No. Yeah. No. Uh, and. Like my friend's husband, who's an epidemiologist, was like, "Oh, sometimes you can call the testing place and ask them what they tested for to see what it tested positive for." But we're in the middle of a surge, so everybody don't know their head from their elbow or their asshole, so they can't tell you nothing. Not this rickety ass place that I went to, where the motherfucking door was locked during business hours. Not the door being locked during... What's she supposed to do? Also, friend, if you say my friend's husband, the epidemiologist, another time... We're in a pandemic. (laughs) It's news you can use, goddammit. The audience is aware that you have a friend who is married (laughs) to an epidemiologist by this point. But... But do they know that my friend is married to an epidemiologist? Yes, they do. (laughs) New drinking game. Hey, hey, Rita. Anything on on your... Uh, Yeah, I'm a week late, but hit my theme music. This don't make no goddamn sense. I don't even think that should be. That's definitely like from a sitcom. Mm-hmm. The black that sitcom. Is de- <laughs> I mean, are there any? Are there any other kind? Uh, or just the white ones that steal from them? <laughs> friends. Hi, friends. Looking at you, um, friends. Looking at you, Sex in the City. Um, <laughs> so last week. Uh, Irrelevant white man Aaron Sorkin decided to part his lips and say that it doesn't matter whether or not you cast gay actors in gay roles because it's empty representation. Now, what the fuck does that even mean? I thought we did this already with Cameron McIntosh's stupid ass when he said casting trans people is empty representation. Like. It makes sense that a person for whom every privilege on earth has been afforded to them doesn't understand what it means to see someone who looks like your marginalized or intentionally underrepresented identity in a position of, I won't even say privilege or power because like, you know, there are so many stories from actors in TV shows and movies about how terribly studios treat them But just to know that, like, your story has importance and value and matters and that, like, also, too, like, have we not heard enough stories of, like, how television shows and movies are made better by actors with lived experience, like, bringing that experience to the set? Like, sir, why don't you stick to writing fucking To Kill a Mockingbird and Network like like you usually do? And leave the fucking shit to everybody else, baby. Because, like, honestly, I'm not coming to Aaron Sorkin for no gay shit. I'm not coming to him for no nothing else. Right. Except for white, white people talking fast. And that's it. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of some of the works of Aaron Sorkin, so. Like I said, he be, the whites be white and they be talking real fast. I, it's great. I'm not, I'm not going to come for his neck in the talent realm. But his, he do need to shut the fuck up, especially about this. Um... What Tamisha said, I'm, I'm going to give, there's a couple of y'all I don't like. I, it's a couple of you girls I do, I do not like. Um, Aaron Benjamin Sorkin, American playwright, screenwriter, and film director. Uh, his, works, dumbass. his works include A Few Good Men, The Farnsworth Invention, To Kill a Mockingbird, as well as the two television series Sports Night, The West Wing, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, The Newsroom, and he wrote a film screenplay for the legal drama A Few Good Men, the comedy American President, several biopics, including Charlie Wilson's War, Moneyball, and Steve Jobs, for writing 20 Twins, the so- 20 twin, 20 teens, the social, <laughs> the social Network. He won an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay and Golden Globe Award for Best Screenplay. 
made his feature film debut as a director in 2017. Molly's Game, Charles of Chicago 7. Okay. You know, nothing. Again, (laughs) beautiful, beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns. It just, none of, none of that makes him an authority on the thing that he was speaking on. At all. And people should just shut the fuck up sometimes. And like, if a journalist asks, or a reporter or interviewer asks you a question that you aren't qualified to answer, simply saying something like, I'm not really qualified to speak on that sort of thing, is is a thing you can do and also um listing a few names of people that they should go ask that question to would really have your slip showing but it would also be good i mean you know you know straight white men think they the authority on every on motherfucking everything thing. but it is okay to shut the fuck up sometimes or pass the mic also that Okay, ask me, the, ask me the fucking question because I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tea? Michelle. Michelle. Oh, no. Michelle. <laughs> I know. You're upset. You're, you're. Are, is you pressed? Are you bad? <laughs> Are you, you upset? upset? <laughs> is you sad? <laughs> I'm all of those things. Uh, what did she do? Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. After, like, a day of me, you know, just, you know, getting out of my motherfucking feelings, thinking yeah. I know best about a person I've never met and have a not even a parasocial relationship with because I don't follow her on socials, I was I, mad. I think, that's, I think that's my new favorite word of 2021 is social. parasocial. Parasocial, I love it so much. So it's like, much. bitch, you don't know me. <laughs> um, at all. Um, okay. She picked Nate. Which one is that one? The dangly earring. She did? She fucking did. Why? And not not only did she not pick Brandon, she broke his heart he was ugly crying on television and and walked up the stairs to leave and turn around to look at her like are you sure and she he didn't hit her with the new york like damn dog she fucking picked nate i mean you know how i feel about people named brandon like I know, but he was like, okay, in my opinion, neither of them <laughs> were the, the one. I definitely was team Joe from very early That's what on. I was like, what, I was like, what about Joe? Um, I don't know, Michelle. What about Joe? No, I think, um, so, okay. You know, production is supremely evil on this show. Uh on every reality television yes. show ever. Yes. Um, and I I believe that they couldn't do the normal shit to Michelle because she was like astute and ahead of the game and like really taking command. What's the normal shit? Like just the manipulative shit. Like they fucking, there was a bachelorette whose baby daddy was like a NASCAR driver. I don't know if he was in NASCAR, but he was a car driver and he fucking died Whoa. in a car crash. And they made her go to a fucking uh, work. No, they didn't do the fucking Tyra Banks. They did a fucking racetrack date and had them driving cars and shit. That's terrible. It's fucking awful. And just like putting manipulative, racist, whatever people in the house to like stir up some shit. And Michelle sniffed it. Like she she got in front of every little trap they tried to pull. Even Joe, I think, was kind of a trap from the producer. No weapon. Okay, okay. <laughs> Don't get me started on that particular piece of scripture because this will become the what's the tea Bible study uh, praise and worship hour. Don't don't do it. Um, back to <laughs> hey hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what did she do so she, 
like there was a dude who was being like very gaslighty. There was another motherfucker who was calling people females, and she just got rid of. Ooh, them. no, not in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so they couldn't do that shit. So what I think they did was emotionally manipulate the audience in a in a way that didn't include Michelle, and they, I think they cleverly edited the show to appear. That Joe was the clear favorite, right? And they, and by doing this, they left out what Michelle was missing from Joe, because she was what saying that he was not opening up to her, and they were not connecting emotionally. And you, um, even on here, when the week that Joe went home, I said he didn't even cry in the limo, and like everyone cries in the limo. Um, so I think that we just didn't see her connecting with Nate and Brandon because they were trying to throw us on the scent of like Rodney and Joe and you know, whatever. So it could be shocking when she chose a dude that she clearly had a connection with. Oh, I see. So production was already tracking that she was connecting more with Brandon and Nate, but they didn't show that shit because they wanted to bait and switch us. I think so. Oh my god. Because every time she kept Nate, I was like, what are you doing, sis? Now, okay, wait. Now you've watched a every lot. season no, of this show. Not every, but a lot of them. A lot of the show. Do you know how much time uh elapses between episodes? Like how much stuff is it possible that we're not seeing? Apparently the the week is a week. Now, I'm sure they can't film all seven days, but it appears to be like three to four days between rose ceremonies. Okay. It does, like, it, it is slightly giving me Las Vegas tease. Right. Where, like, time doesn't really exist. But I think that, like, and so they're so what they've tried to do in seasons past is they'll go to the bachelorette's hometown which is what they did with michelle the chick from charlotte they were in charlotte for the entire show but for here they like went to minnesota later in the season because they're trying to put them in more quote-unquote real life situations and especially with the the bachelorette in charlotte because she had a kid and so they didn't want to set her up with somebody who was going to be awful for her child um, and I think with Michelle, I think they tried very hard to be tender about the fact that she's a black woman um, because they didn't have a they didn't have a lot of white men. And she really filtered through them quite quickly. Like there were four black men left at the end. That has it ever happened before? No. So it's a history making season. They are the first couple of color in franchise history. And people are being That's precious great. about that. And I'm happy to say black couple because Nate and Michelle both identify as black people with white mothers. Sure. Uh, neither one of them is on that. Like, I'm biracial. I'm biracial. The only time Michelle talked about being biracial is when there was, like, something kind of sensitive happening in the house. And she had to, like, let it be known. Like, I... I have a white mother. Like, I'm related to white people. Some of my best friends. Right. <laughs> Three of them. Mm. Wow. So, ultimately, I was hurt for Brandon. I hated it for him. I did not think Nate was a great choice because he just didn't seem ready. And then they came. So, like, Brandon, you know, they get to confront the bachelorette or whatever, the person who didn't, didn't get picked. And they were, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were unintentionally matching. She had on a red dress and he had on like a tuxedo jacket that was black with like red flowers on it. And the whole internet oh. was like, fuck. <laughs> oh no. Everyone that I saw under the, under the, um, hashtag was as, as upset as, as I was. Um, and then Nate came out. And they, I was like, well, one thing's for sure. He is dicking her down. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They looked so fucking happy. 
Oh, that's, you know, she deserves. I know you're upset with her and you said she deserves (laughs) nothing. (laughs) But then they looked so fucking happy. Like, they are a beautiful couple. Um, And then um, they got a check for $200,000 for a down payment on a home. Wait, what? Yeah, because he's moving to Minneapolis. Who gave them that? The network. The show. They be doing that all the time? Never. Rachel Lindsay called it reparations and I fucking hollered. $250,000. But so far they've had three black leads and Michelle is the only black lead to have picked another black person. Well, because I think Michelle is the only person who wanted to pick a black person. Right. Uh, Michelle Young and Nate Olukoya make history as the Bachelorette's first couple of color. This is from People. So she was 28 and he's 27. Oh, okay. But the article makes it clear. Together, the two are the first ever couple of color to come out of the Bachelor or Bachelorette in its nearly two-decade history. I mean, you know... That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after I slept on it uh-huh. and got out my fucking feelings. Uh-huh. Did you pick them up like Jasmine told you to? I did indeed pick up my feelings. I was like, you know what? Good for them. Fuck that. <laughs> Not good for them. Who cares? Who cares what we think? I mean Get yours, Michelle. Care what we think. Yes, I mean, especially if she's getting um, her walls de and reconstructed, which it seems three she to four is. times a week, which it seems she is. Then, like, I wish nothing but the best for you too. <laughs> don't don't forget me. <laughs> sometimes it lasts in love, and sometimes it hurts. They break up with you a month before you're supposed to go to Hawaii together. Chile. You find out they're still with their baby mama and you break up with them before you move and then they marry their baby mama like three months after you were supposed to move up here. Never mind. No, I don't want nobody like you, you bitch ass nigga. Okay. okay. I hope you had a terrible day. I hope you had a terrible fucking day. I hope you stepped on a Learn how to eat ass and then come um so i'm really upset with you and mr dynamite because fuck you brought I do. the fuck I do. extreme now why extreme, am I in neg- it? <laughs> extreme negativity and fuckery that is 12 dates 12 of christmas dates seasons of one. motherfucking christmas bro <laughs> first of all one and two first and of five, all and i'm really upset First the fuck of all, I would like the record to show that I told your motherfucking ass not to watch the second season. I said, don't. <laughs> Why well, I gotta be all of that? Why can't I just be Reggie? Why you gotta be calling me all out of my name and shit? I told you not to. <laughs> Several times, actually. I was like, don't do it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And you was like, I was going to do that anyway. I'm like, fine. <laughs> then it's on I you. Mean, I had I had COVID. What the fuck was I supposed to do? <laughs> Make a better choice for yourself. Don't trade Clearly. places with what I've been through. I fucking told you not to do it. <laughs> Clearly, the end of 2021 is all about making the worst possible decision <laughs> ever. Yes. So the 12 Days of Christmas... A reality dating show on Netflix that I talked about last time and convinced you to watch. Where there's HBO Max. HBO Max. Sorry, there's three pickers. There's so many damn. Oh yes. It's so fucking messy because they keep bringing people in. And what were your thoughts on the choices of the pickers of the first season? <laughs> okay, so the first season, I I did think it was very weird. What was his name? Chad. Yes. Oh, you could tell he was going to pick a white woman. You oh. could just... I don't know why he tried to play in our faces. Like, come on, baby. Don't do this. <laughs> know your lane. That's fine. 
Now, here's my question is like, clearly casting for this is like all over the fucking place. This is the but, one of my many gripes with that fucking trying to be diverse shit with people who don't understand the optics of interracial relationships. But any, but I will, let me give Chad, you know, there's a couple of you girls I don't like. <laughs> but but I will give credit where credit was due. He was at least attracted to and interested in the black woman, but then he like microaggressioned her and spouted ugly racial stereotypes in her, but he was at least attracted to her. Super, super gaslit, super microaggressed. He basically and called her an <laughs> angry black woman. <laughs> right. And I'm uh, sorry that your white mother did not teach you not to do that. Not to do that to black women. Um, Chad was okay. There was that weird, what was the girl's name? The one that he ended up picking? No, Faith. Oh, yes. <laughs> there was that like three episode arc Whew. where like Chad, where Chad and Faith were making out and I was like, you guys, no. Because Faith, like, a white woman, was clearly there to meet niggas and she saw Chad and was like, oh, a black. And then it, it took her a couple of days to realize that he only looked black. Wow, <laughs> not black in name only. Because the first like brother who came up in there, she was on it like white on rice. And she really, I, I think like Faith wins the season because she was like, I am here for Anthony and Anthony only. Right. And like that is it. Right. And Except for that I, time they brought that other nigga in there that she knew and was like, hmm. Oh yeah, from LA. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I will say like they, they brought some cute men in for face but the white one like at the reunion one of the white ones was like uh, we knew <laughs> we all knew like we knew immediately that you didn't want shit to do with the white man we all knew and then what was that unfortunate homosexual man's name I was about to call him Dexter but it definitely wasn't that I mean, he's giving Dexter. D Justin, what the fuck was his name? Uh, let me use this internet up in here. <laughs> uh, season one. Oh, 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 I don't know. They don't even have like a cast list. He was a clown. What the fuck was and his name? Uh, there was this black man that was like, <laughs> Corey. Fucking co 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 Coonry. Uh, <laughs> I told you Corey was going to piss you the fuck off. Garrett was his name. Ugh, Garrett. I mean, did Corey piss me off more than Markel? No. Right. Oh, Markel. Markel. <laughs> Mark fucking Kel. A seemingly very nice man who played in our entire fucking faces. <laughs> who played in our whole faces. But, okay, wait. So, so Garrett's fucking clown ass <laughs> is the epitome. And I haven't said that in a long time because I really felt that in my spirit. Uh, epitome of a stupid cigarette emoji. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there and I was like, every time he did, every time he kept fucking Derek, was it Derek was the one yeah. who did not fucking like him? Yeah. Derek, Derek was like, I don't like you. I don't, I'm not attracted to you. He was like, well, here's a, here's a present. Meanwhile, Corey I'm fucking crying on Obama's TV. Corey, <laughs> girl. Like, first of all, Corey, so I think they fucked on the first night. Probably. Something had to happen because Corey was inside of his fucking feelings. Immediately. And I do, I do remember what it was like to be a 19-year-old pick-me. Right. <laughs> I do. And, like, falling in... Now, here's the thing. It's like, there is a difference between falling in love at the gust of the wind. Sure. That's just me being a cancer. Sure. But... Me needing so desperately to be validated by a white man Ooh. with no top or bottom lip and Ooh. soon to be thinning hair, like, I just can't anymore. And I was like, Corey, your love is too sanctified to be thrown back into your face like that. Is it, though? 
<laughs> but at, at the core, it should be. All skin folk. <laughs> I mean, clearly, 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 he is not. He is not of the kin, and I am not playing. I'm not playing spades with him. Okay. Um, but Garrett played games and didn't pick nobody, and then invited nobody. everybody back to his ho- hometown. Like such a clown, including what was his name, Jose? Chow Cheese. And he, I, I like Jose liked him, but he was mad because Jose told Dominic that they went together. And he or was whatever. like, he's, he's doing too much. He's like being real possessive of me. Like, so, but if you liked him, if you were attracted to him, you would have been into that shit. Right. And then at the damn reunion, uh, Shangela was like, well, did y'all hook up uh, at, in New Orleans? And he was like, yeah, well, we did uh, before and after the damn Christmas. And you still didn't pick him? Right. Um, why is like, this auto playing? Okay, <laughs> Hello? Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to therapy, Garrett. Go straight to, straight therapy. to therapy. And he has, like, really great his parents. His mom was so sweet. Like, super supportive. Wonderful. She gave a little gift to that uh, sweet gay Asian man. Who right. Didn't have no relationship with his mama. And she was like, if you ever need anything, she was like, I'm your call mom. me. It was incredible. Um, so Chad and Kate ended up getting engaged. And the minute he met her goofy ass, I, I knew. I was like, oh, this is adorable. I was like, wait, you're proposing? Like, I was like, this is just to go back home for Christmas. What the fuck are you doing? You know, I'm not always anti-miscegenation. <laughs> oh, I was definitely, I was like, oh, I know Nick Jew is over here writing her amicus brief oh, the I didn't Supreme care. Court right no, now. I didn't care at all. I was like, oh, look at them. They have the same personality. And he, like, no shade to that lady. She's not, like, unattractive or ugly. But the way that he was going on about her looks, I was like, oh, yeah, they should be together. <laughs> because if anybody thinks anyone else is that gorgeous, then, like, that's your soulmate. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know Nick Jew. The only time I got to go no, down the street to I didn't the even Supreme care. right now. <laughs> I didn't even care. That's because Chad is a, a, a buster. <laughs> He's like, Although I will say when he he did get a, a lineup for the reunion and I was like, Chad? Oh, I wasn't. I was not. Did they find <laughs> you a curl sponge? What is going on? Um, I they to me they just look like they belong together. I was I was happy for them. I was upset with Chad by the way he was gaslighting that black woman, but like and also, once he did that, too, it was kind of like, you know, a white woman can have your sorry ass. I don't care what. <laughs> but hopefully um, he... I love that. But hopefully he doesn't gaslight Kate, because no one woman deserves that shit. Um, he kind of did the same thing to that other girl, too. I forget her name. She was real pretty and super insecure. And he said he was going to move to Chicago for her or some shit? Yeah, he was tripping. And then that other white girl who was being, like, super forceful. Messy. And messy and ended up meeting. So, like, the messiest part of the show is that the people who are trying to get picked are, like, falling for each other. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, season two. Season two. My wife, Amanda, a lesbian. What I what I will say that the lesbians did so much better than everybody else is, like, first of all, Amanda was very... Oh, hello. Amanda was very transparent about how she was spending her time. She was like, listen, this bitch just got here, so I'm taking her ass on the date. Right. I'm letting y'all all know this is what's up. This is what's going on. And uh, he and his old toxic ass, yeah. at least she was like, okay, so if you want to spend some time with her, you know, you go over here, you get your five minutes. I'm going to take my 15 minutes and we go, you know, I'll meet you back at the at the coffee maker in 30. Like, Hina came I was in like, hot. they're working together. Hina came in hot, and I and I, at first, I fell for it. I thought she was just, like, super chill and one of those really confident people who doesn't have any attachment issues and just, you know, is carefree. And then she started, first of all, the bitch kissed Chrissy. She kissed another one of the contestants. Um, yeah, that, that was like, oh, this is weird. And then she started acting jealous. But also, I didn't. I didn't actually get the sense that Amanda and Hina were physically attracted to each other. Like I thought they were just like, you know, good, 
like sapphic companions but i i really wasn't getting the vibe that they was trying to like put each other you know put each other's mouths on each other's mouths can sure. i say this without the community um coming for me probably not but go ahead they seemed like the kind of lesbians that should be going to the club together to pick up on other women yeah like, yeah they weren't they didn't feel like a puzzle piece. And, and I'm not saying that one has to be masculine and one has to be feminine, but they just seemed no. like friends. <laughs> like that would They go truly did not seem into each other at all. At all. But they seemed like they had like a lot of heat between them, but in a way that would be more useful for them to like team up and meet women. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's 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 totally reasonable. That is that's yes. Yeah. For First sure. First of all, Amanda like older women who aren't actually lesbians call me I was like call somebody else <laughs> she's so fucking beautiful Amanda if you want to lay up with a, a gay man uh, call, call me I look different outside because of my work clothes I do look a little different outside of my work clothes I really do Um, and this white uh, dude what the hell is his name Nick no uh, Danny. Was no. it Nick? Danny. David? Danny. Danny. Danny Escalante, who spoke Spanish. I thought he was gonna pick, I thought he was gonna pick Nicole because they were like Same. speaking Spanish to each other Same. and shit. And I was like, oh, this is cute. But like, Nicole oh, deserved cute. better. She did. And she was like, I deserve better. I'm out of here. Chile. I loved it. Uh, and I now Markel. <laughs> like, are you not ashamed of yourself? Are you? Are you? This is really embarrassing. Markel, the black gay, who does not like black turned, men, turned, including himself. Ooh. Ooh. He turned down a very fine man. Because the first man they put in there for him was black, and I was like, oh no, baby, no, that's not good. That's not what he wants. <laughs> They've done that. They did that two times in a row. They sent a game, a black gay man in there, and both times his ass was grand <laughs> opening, grand closing. <laughs> oh, Markel played in our faces so for the entire season, and ended well, up well, not the entire. And then those <laughs> those two men was like. Well, I'm not really into Markel, but I'm into you. Right, and they hooked up, <laughs> which was hilarious. They're like, we're boyfriends, we're leaving. Right, <laughs> which I was like, get it. Get it how you fucking live. Like, how embarrassing. And then Markel like, was poor. like, I'm not really feeling this process. I'm actually still in love with my ex. And went and called his ex, who looked like Peter from accounting. Somebody, white uncle, daddy, something. <laughs> and went back with him and gave he the, tried to get that old thing back <laughs> that old thing <laughs> that old thing and then no nah, no shade they look very happy um and the guy i don't even think that man was that much older i think markel just is a negro and looks like 25. um then he gave the picking over to penny fine ass gorgeous ass penny that everyone in the house so loved. gorgeous um, and then Penny, and then he ended up with Winston, but not a 25-year-old from Jamaica, a white man from Atlanta. And Penny was like Asian and white, I guess. His mama white. And he was like, I don't even really mess with blonde people like that. Right. And he was like, I have, I have never. What I don't do is this. Is this. <laughs> and they like, I they were so cute together. And um. What is his name? Danny Who? was playing ball-headed games between two women. Ball-headed games. I really thought he was going to pick the other one. And then he put her on hold and kept coming back to her. And her old stupid ass took stupid. him. She flew to New York. Chile. And then, but Nikki, like, here's the thing about Nikki that I, I just, like, did not... I didn't like. She was like, it would be an honor to meet your family. And I was like, bitch, where? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who spells their name like that, you know, she have a lapse in judgment. <laughs> like, two C's. Like, yeah. girl. Bro, I don't even say Nikki. <laughs> That's Nissy. <laughs> Nietzsche, some shit. 
Um, <laughs> and then um, Amanda picked Hina, who started playing mind games. Like, why are you a fuckboy, Hina? I and thought I you were a, a nice guy. I know, I know, yeah. Hina did yeah. all that just to have my baby Amanda looking stupid. Looking embarrassed. Oh, and then once they put Penny in charge, they they immediately brought in another black man because I know they had several of them on hold, but at least they caught the hint that Markel wasn't fucking with them. Right. And they this like, nigga uh, was tap dancing. <laughs> like, for real. They had a talent Are show and he tapped. Are you not ashamed of yourself? He tapped. Are you not embarrassed? Like, you t- you really was tap dancing for the whites for and the they sent your ass home. And then you got got sent I, I, I told, um, I just, I, I was texting Mr. Dynamite angrily during the whole thing. I was like, (laughs) oh good. I'm glad he got season two because I got all of season one. This is really like my trust issues have been so inflamed (laughs) and my therapist is on holiday vacation. So I'm just like angry and mad and eating. I'm on my fifth Patty LaBelle pie. My Thin Mint delivery is coming. Like, I'm just like, fuck this. Oh, no. Well, um, that was fun. And then I watched the fucking 20-somethings Austin. It's like a real... What is that? It's like a real-world knockoff. I don't know if that's the actual name. I think it's (laughs) 20-somethings. That's cute. Um, And it's eight people... And they were in Austin, so clearly they're going to do it, you know, more seasons. And they basically put them in two... So they're, it's problematic for this premise. They put them in two separate houses by gender, which could get tricky for casting purposes. Um, and so there sure. were four women. One of them was a white bisexual woman a Latina who was like a virgin and came from a strict family in Florida somewhere. Um, a black girl, I forget where she was from. And then like an Indian, I think Isha was Indian girl, um, who was like a fashion person. And then in the guy's house, there was a black dude, fucking gorgeous, a model from South Carolina, uh, this white dude from somewhere in the South. I can't remember where, um, another white dude from like Torrance or Tarzana, one of them LA-ish places, and then uh-huh. um, a, a gay Latino dude who was like just for the first time living out, so he like never had a boyfriend, whatever. I won't spoil it for you, but like there was some shit that went on that I that obviously made me very upset. But I think overall it was a great fun series, and I would whoop anybody's ass for Kiki. And that's all I was I have like, to say I'm not about even going to pretend like I'm not going to watch that shit because clearly this is the year of, this is the week of terrible decisions. Yeah, no, it was good. So, I fucked with here it. I go. I fucked with it. Um, we have a little bit of feedback. Just uh, JC had commented on a couple of our posts on Patreon, namely um, our Insecure Season 5, Episode 7 8 wrap up. They said. That, this last wig cap makes me excited for episode, excited as fuck for episode nine. <sighs> yes. yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, we're gonna try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. And then, um, I'm happy y'all niggas are laughing through COVID because when y'all started the episode talking about some we got COVID, I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, uh, you know, didn't like it. Me. <laughs> yeah, we actually. Um, so we released the uh, regular show and the Patreon at the same time. So people who listened to them in reverse order, like Terrilyn, was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, well, not fuck because she don't cuss <laughs> like me. But like, if you didn't hear the regular show and just heard us on the Patreon, like, ha ha ha, we have COVID. <laughs> I understand, and I'm sorry. Uh, goodness gracious. Um, let me see. I didn't look and see if we had any reviews. It's probably gonna be kind of a quicker show. I'm, you know, 
I, I really had the best of intentions on us recording last week. And then I like just sat down on my couch. I was like, girl. Because you had COVID. <laughs> right. Sure, 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 sure. Sure. Because you had COVID. No, totally. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, like no, 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 no. fam. No, you're, you're, word to the mother. I feel you on that. <laughs> um, and then this week, you know, we don't have any new iTunes reviews. We don't have any new iTunes reviews. Wow, it was Christmas. Y'all couldn't even give us an iTunes review for Jesus' birthday. <laughs> wow, y'all fake. <laughs> oh shit. Um. So, yeah, and then, like, today is already Tuesday, so, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. I, I've i been struggling, I've been struggling, like, to be motivated to do anything productive, and then, at the same time, doing a lot of shit, and trying to give myself a little bit of grace, like, I worked today, I'll work again tomorrow, and then I'm done until Monday, but, like, these two four-day weekends in a row still just yeah. don't feel like enough. Like, a bitch needs a respite that does not involve a hospital or a disease or a procedure or a diagnosis or a holiday or, a holiday or any of that shit. I just need a fucking vacation. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah. Br- breaking news. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Madden left us. Yeah, for our hey boo, uh, unfortunately. 85 years old, though. A, a long life. A but long died life. suddenly is... is always very sad. Yeah. Rest um, in peace to also, the God. My, like, don't like to fly on planes, twin. Really? Yeah, him and Whoopi. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, John Madden hates a fucking, hated a plane. Well, I was like, he ain't gotta do none of that no more. Right. Um, also, between last show and this show, Desmond Tutu transitioned. Man, 90 years old. Wow. A, a, a long, what a life. Full, what a life. Full, full life. What a life. Um, so, you know. Uh, and uh, also, my like actual hey boo is my dad. Aww. <laughs> because for Christmas, he took my my siblings and I ice skating and I was like, oh I'll watch. But I'm not <laughs> You said he was fucking Syria Bonally. <laughs> Syria motherfucking Bonally <laughs> until he almost busted me in the motherfucking head. <laughs> and absolutely that video will be played on the summer jam screen any and every chance I get. Listen, listen. Um I don't really have a hey boo. I'm I'm a little disenchanted by the sports ball, still sports balling right now. I just feel like it would be safe for everyone to just pause for a little bit. But they but you know they're not gonna do that and like a little bit of my joy has been kind of sucked away from watching sports because of that. I feel like we're back in March of twenty twenty again in that regard. Uh but if you think I believe for a moment that Steph and Aisha Curry are in an open relationship. I, you guys. You know I'm on team he cheating. Um, so if you are if anything, they have like an arrangement where it's a don't ask, don't tell situation. Really, you think so? Listen to his. Listen to him talk. That makes me so sad. Does really? it? I don't know. I feel like. There have been maybe two dudes in the entire history of the NBA who didn't cheat. One of them was a virgin, and the other one is married to Tamia. What about AC Green? That's the one I'm talking about, the virgin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, no shade to Aisha, but she's just not, she doesn't give me, because I feel like Tamia and Grant are like complete soulmates they're both equally corny and i get that from steph and aisha but sometimes i feel like she a little more square than him and i and i think he might i i don't know them people i hope that they're you know a happy uh, and if they are open i hope it's consensual yeah mutual yeah yeah, i don't but i don't i don't believe that for one minute (laughs) not at all Wow. I just think he cheats because the odds are 
Daddy's probably cheating. Oh no, that makes me so sad. Why? <laughs> because I wanted to believe in love. They would probably love each other. <laughs> Very much. I'm sure he loves her, his family, everything. But like, she seems like she don't suck dick, and he looked like he like to have his dick sucked. <laughs> well. That's my time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Maybe they're maybe they are the you know perfect couple, and I hope so. Well, I don't believe in that, but I do think that people can work really well as a team together. And they, for all intents and purposes, I certainly believe the story being told that they are a couple that work really well together as a team. And I'm rooting for for them. As am I, and I still, I believe he cheats. And you still think he's cheating. <laughs> Look at his mama. <laughs> well. Because Sonya, don't get it twisted. The baddest bitch was the, the, the one baddest. stepping out on Dale. Probably because he stepped out on her for the great majority of the early part of their marriage. And now that she's like almost 60 and fine as fuck, she's like, I'm out. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. And he looked like Captain Divorce wearing young ass clothes, tucking a sweater into jeans. Let me tell you, I'm not like pro divorce or whatever, um, but I do believe in people ending any relationship that is no longer fruitful for them. But that man is going through. I feel so bad for him. He is definitely wearing the like, I am 30 years too old for this club outfit. Like, what the fuck is Aniche? But again, also, again, parasocial, I don't know him. He probably right. He probably got pussy th- getting thrown from, like, the rafters. From the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. That's all I have to say. Get, get, listen. Get it how you live. Get it how you live. This is my, this is our message. My message. I'm sure Reggie would agree, but I've been saying similar things on Instagram, and one of my partners thought I was having posting like "bad bitch moving on" means like no, no. <laughs> I am not. Um, but like, go where you are celebrated. Get what you want. Get it how you want it. And if no one is able to provide it for you, begin to provide it for yourself. For yourself. Love on yourself. Spoil yourself. Do every, absolutely everything you want to do if you are able. Amen. And amen. That's it. All right. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. But what's it not? It's not the day for you to try it. Bye. Bye.